Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. Of course, every Monday, you can count on Cray News with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. Sort of like ready for the holiday weekend. Yeah, well, the holiday weekend next week, that's got to be for an immigrant. It's got to be a huge deal, no? I mean, I think it is. Like, we don't really do anything like this in the UK. You know, we have sometimes like the, well, we used to have stuff to do with the Queen every now and again. I guess we'll have days off to go to the pub and drink about the King or whatever. (laughs) But no, 4th of July is like that and Thanksgiving. Best holidays. They are absolutely incredible. And I wish everyone could celebrate them all over the world. Well, you guys have tea and crumpet day, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We have Tea and Crumpet Day. We have Marmite Day. We have Fish and Chips Day. We have uh, Indian Food Day. You yeah, know, let me ask like you something. Why can't you, guys call, why can't you call it chips and, and, or fish and like potatoes or fish and french fries? Why do you have to call it chips and confuse the world? Um, because chips are better than fries. Uh, well, how are they different? They're, they're fatter, right? Oh, they're different? Yeah, they're, they're bigger. Um, they're cooked different. You have to get them in newspaper. From a fish and chip shop, Get where there's here. probably a really scary woman working behind the counter, really? and she's like, she's really nice, but like, she's pretty intimidating. Um, and she has to yell at you about what you want, and then she has to yell your order out loud to literally no one. Um, so that's what makes them better. And, and is her name like Bertha, something like that? Yeah, something like that, usually, okay. typically. Tea yeah. and Crumpet Sharon, Day. something like that. <laughs> That's right. You know? if, you, if you get out to the UK, go and enjoy Tea and Crumpet Day. All right, yeah. uh, Kay, let's get into the writer's strike. Now, I remember in 1988, there was a writer's strike, and I actually happened to be in New York at the time, and you couldn't go and see one of these shows like Letterman or whatever that was being produced in New York. Um, and, and that lasted for a while. And then if I remember right, early 2000s, there was another one. I, I For some reason, I had to be in sag after to be a news anchor in Albany, New York. I never got anything from the from the actual union, but you had to do that before you can be on TV. And we were writing news, and I think for some reason we were exempt because it wasn't sort of entertainment shows. But, um, I mean, this is shutting down everything. Now, I don't watch sitcoms. You know, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. But um, how long might this last? I mean, are they still on strike, and how long has this been now? So they've been on strike since, I think, May 2nd of this year. Uh, they're still currently on strike. Uh, it looks like it's going to run through. Basically, I think the stipulation is it's if it runs through to the end of this month with no like concrete resolution, then all of the actors are also going to go on strike. But right now, the last, I would say, couple of months is really when all of the scripts that were being like they would have been sort of finalized. People should be in pre-production right now. So there's like, you know, you can talk about actors and actresses, you can talk about writers, but there's like tens of thousands of production crews, people who work like catering, all these sort of uh, very important jobs that actually are how, you know, these shows end up on our screens. They're the ones who really get it done. Um, You know, they're the ones that sort of put it all together. They're all kind of sitting at home twiddling their thumbs. It's really quite sad. And nobody's getting Um, paid. No one's getting paid. No one's having fun. None of our favorite shows are probably going to be out this year. You know, they were saying like, oh, Yellowstone's been pushed back from the summer to the fall. Don't think that's going to happen. Even though Taylor Sheridan writes pretty much all the episodes himself, it looks like he's completely in with the writer's strike and supportive of them and just not doing anything towards what is now the final season of this epic show. Thank you, Kevin Costner. I don't actually blame him. I'm sure it's a very complicated situation. But it's his fault. 
it is his fault. Yeah, so um, uh, so um, this could really disrupt a lot of what people are used to watching. Um, back when I was in television news, it was February sweeps were a very big deal. November sweeps were a very big deal. I think there's like a May and a July that nobody really cared much about. But these are the big times for the ratings where you can set the ad prices for the next entire season. And if they if they don't have a November sweeps, which they might not if they don't start producing, then this could cost like billions of dollars in ad revenue. It's going to cost billions of dollars in ad revenue. I think a lot of people are going to lose their careers entirely. Probably a lot of actually like aspiring writers, people like that. Because as soon as everything starts again, all of the top people are going to get to go first. Um, So a lot of these smaller productions are just going to disappear without a trace. You're going to see that ad revenue. It's so interesting that this is happening right in the run-up to primary season uh, before what's going to be probably now the third most contentious presidential election in uh, modern American history. So now all of that ad revenue is going to get pumped towards news media, which, you know, I would sit here and say, okay, that could be great for those of us who work in this industry. But I think it's going to go towards uh, probably not the greatest stuff, if history is anything to be, you know, informed by. So I'm a little bit nervous for all the sort of psychological manipulation that's going to go on over the next year or so. And we need, and we need yeah. entertainment. We need something away from politics. Even you and I, who do this so much, uh, you still need it. You, you need a respite. And if you don't have that, uh, there's going to be a real loss for the American public. I hope that they'll solve it uh, quickly because I think that a lot of really good shows might not be done. Um, uh, let me ask you this: I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I know that they call them reality shows, but they're really unscripted dramas. Are shows like Survivor, American Idol, things like that? Are they affected by this or not? Um, As far as I'm aware, no. And here's what's really interesting, Joe. During the last writer's strike, which was in, I think, 2008, 2007, 2008, um, all of television just went to trash. Like, anything new that came out for, like, five years after that was just awful. It was really only the last five years that we've had really decent television again. You make a really Um, good point. I'll I'll bet that's why reality, so-called reality TV, took off. Because all of a sudden, when there's a writer's strike, there were all these new reality shows. Some of them stuck. The Voice does very well. America's Got Talent does very well. Uh, X Factor did not last here, but it still works overseas. Um, I think I think you're onto something. When the writer's strike happened, a lot of writers will never ever have a career now because they said, "Oh, it's okay. We'll put a bunch of people in here to sing on stage." Pretty much. And like, what's really interesting is during the last one. That was really when The Apprentice got its, you know, God, that thing just went astronomical. It, it was like the number one show for like year after year it after was. year. Uh, and I put it in sort of like pretty blunt terms. I was like, well, last time we had a major writer's strike, Trump got elected. Because that was what reintroduced <laughs> America true. to Donald Trump. Yes. And everyone got excited and he became our president. So, yeah, that was one argument that I made. So I'm excited to see, really. It's going to be a fascinating, very just, you know, gosh, the 20s have just been so crazy so far, really, if you think about it. It is Case Smythe. Go to CaseMythe.com. She's a news and commentary writer over at Daily Caller. Also, see her on Newsmax an awful lot. Um, I want to congratulate you. I really do. Really good job. What? What did I do? Well, I mentioned the voice. You didn't say his name. Oh, Morgan Wallen. <laughs> I thought yeah. that you would jump yeah. all over that opportunity. I, I laid it, I, it was like a softball, laid it right there on the platter, and you, you didn't go for it, which is congratulations. Good job. I know. You know what? I'm kind of calming down a bit. You know, it's been like a really long month here at home. 
I've thought about Morgan, you know, here and there, haven't written that many stories about him of recent. And uh, maybe I'm growing up, Joe. Maybe that's what's, maybe that's happening right now. It, it could be. On radio, Case it, it could be. growing up. Which is, it's a long time coming. Now, there's a guy named Will Cullen. I don't know if you follow any social media at all, but he's a young kid, probably early 20s, carries a guitar around with him, and he goes up to, to random girls. He says, hey, what are you listening to right now? Let's go. I'll sing it. And he plays any song. Okay, seven out of ten girls say something about Morgan Wallen. So you're not alone. I mean, I, I, first, I don't get it, but I'm a dude. Um, so, I mean, the fact that you're maturing out a little bit, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. We call, like, we call young girls who are, like, really into the, like, you know, the cool pop star or whatever at the moment, teeny boppers in the UK. Okay. So I feel like, you know, I got my driver's license last week for the first time God ever. God bless you. Really? Um, you know, I turned 30 later this year. So maybe now is the perfect time to grow up, you know? Okay, we drive on the right side of the road here and the steering wheel is on the left side. Is that Okay. It's fine, but like, well, actually, I have a stick shift, so it's fine. It's nice. all good. Everyone hey, drives stick in the UK, so I was like, I got to get a stick out here. Three of my cars stick shift. I, I would not have them otherwise. It's K. Smythe. Let's talk about uh, uh, Meghan Markle and, and, and Prince Harry. Is he still a prince? They didn't take that away, did they? Yeah, he's still a prince. Okay, so I, I guess I don't understand. He was revered. Now, he was also a jerk when in, in his formative years, but he was revered for being somebody who signed up and, and went and fought and he flew the jets and whatever. And she, I guess, was an actress and, and did a fine job. I've seen a little bit of that suits and, and I get it. She's not a bad actress. Why are they so hungry for attention now? You've got generational wealth, talent on the, on the, the woman's side where she can go and probably make millions of dollars acting. Why are they so needy with the, with the public spotlight? You know, I've had I've gone so back and forth on these two for a long time. I was like, can we just ignore them and leave them alone? You, you defended them for a while. I did. I really did. Like when the docu series came out, I think it was on Netflix. I was like, okay, this is a very different side to people who claim to just want a peaceful, easy life. And then I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, you know what it was? It was that stupid high speed chase they made up. The paparazzi were yeah. The paparazzi were running them off the road, and everybody was like, "We have dash cam." It never happened. Yeah, it never happened. So as soon as that happened, I remember chatting with one of my colleagues over at the Daily Caller, uh, Vince Colonnese, and he really changed my mind on a lot of things. Like I, I had a lot of revelations that day, and I just thought that South Park episode about them just absolutely nailed it. You know, the whole, we want privacy, that whole episode, <laughs> absolute genius. Just like one of, like they do it every single episode, those guys over at South Park. Um, but they they absolutely hit the nail on the head with that one. And then it just kept coming true. And so now I wake up this morning, there's an email in my inbox and it's a link to the Wall Street Journal. Like it's an article about Harry and Meghan and basically how, their attempts to become Hollywood moguls just didn't work. You know, they had this, uh, she had a podcast deal over at Spotify that was 20 million and it just didn't really do that well. Uh, the Netflix series was okay, but they had a multiple, I think, I think it was like a multiple offer development deal. So like multiple different creative projects. Right. And all the others have like failed from what I can tell. I know something came out earlier this year and it was just like, no one's going to watch this. Like, no one cares. Okay, think about it. Um, Nobody wants to hear those who are, are in a very, very good position in life whine and complain. They don't want to hear that. 
I mean, exactly. if Meghan Markle and Harry wanted to talk about daily crap or stars they know or cars, that might be interesting. But to hear somebody who has literally, one is a prince, she's now a princess, I guess, or the, the wife of a prince, and, and they've got all the wealth at their fingertips that was somehow um, coveted through generations, and they're whining. Nobody wants to hear that as you're scraping money together for a burger off the dollar menu. Nobody wants to hear that. Exactly. It's just so, it just showed how truly out of touch they were. But here's what I will say in their defense. I think if Harry go. and Meghan Here's the British K. I just think they should just go back to like straight philanthropy. Like go out and do the work and solve the problems that you lecture all of us about. Yeah, so you're not There's defending no them. You're that. right. You know why? That's why the world loved Princess Diana. They didn't yep. love her. Look, good looking lady. I get it. The whole thing was intriguing, but we loved her because she went and was helping people who were victims of landmines or, or she was, you know, helping the poor kids in Uganda, whatever. I mean, here's somebody that we went, wow, great looking. Yeah, kind of a, a wild life now that she's not married, but. Look at the good she's doing for the world. And I don't think that her son Harry understands his standing in the world. He can make such positive change on the globe, and he whined to Oprah as he received $7 million. doesn't make sense to anybody. It really doesn't make sense. And it's just sort of one of those things where it's like, I get it, therapy works, but please don't do your therapy on live television. Or if you are going to do it, don't do it with Oprah. Do it with Dr. Drew. He's actually going to be able to help you. Yes, exactly right. come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it was just. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're, and that's a great show. I'm glad you're kind of on the dark side with me now on this. I'm glad because I want. I don't want them. I don't wish them ill. I just want them to realize they're standing in their place and tell the world we really appreciate our our, our lot in life. We get it, but it's not perfect. And here are some of the ins and outs. It's almost like the Kardashians worked. Because they lived lavishly and proudly said, We're, we've got a really good life. Now I'm fighting with Chloe, and here's why. Now I'm fighting with the other one. You know, I mean, that made sense. You know, show us how you're normal while also appreciating the fact that you've been given so much. Does that make sense? I, it completely does. And I love chilling out and just binging the Kardashians. So I think that's a fantastic analogy. I am a huge fan of just like, I tell John, He's like, what are you going to do this afternoon? I was like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch trash TV, and I'm going to text my friends for an hour. <laughs> um, and the Kardashians is always one of the ones that I keep up Good. with. Because, yeah, like now, okay, a little bit, they've started actually kind of saying, like, okay, we now realize we have a huge influence. We need to be more conscious of that. Harry and Meghan had influence just because of who Harry is. And, yeah, like you said, I feel like at this point, it's like, stop complaining. Like, shut up. Yeah. Just sh- stop it. Exactly. It is uh, Case yeah. Smythe. Go to CaseSmythe.com. Read everything she does on The Daily Caller. One minute, maybe a minute and a half to go down the rabbit hole on UFOs, because every time we do this, somebody shows up on the video and writes some weird post about, oh, this rabbit hole is stupid and there are no UFOs in K. Used to like K, don't like K anymore. We're starting to think that might be like a federal person trying yeah. to, yeah. Tra- yeah. Trying to say stop talking about it. It's the CIA. Could they be. just know. They're like, oh, that K. You know, when K does PAGs, people start to listen about <laughs> UFO stuff. They start looking up in the sky. And there's always one person. And, like, Twitter gets worse and worse for it every single day. Every day. But I'm, like, I'm such a conspiracy theorist at this point because so many have come true. Right. But, yeah, like, when you brought this up right before we came on, I was like, oh, my God, so weird that you should mention that because I've started to notice this huge uptick 
all of a sudden, since all of these like disclosure moments have started happening, disclosure and in inverted commas for those right. listening, right. um, all of a sudden there's all these people like, no, don't believe it's real and this is stupid and I'm going to talk about that on Twitter. It's like, bro, do you even get what Twitter is for? Like the whole point is to come on here and be like, bro, they can like literally manipulate the weather and aliens are real. It's like you go there for realism to a certain extent right. but there's also a lot of escapism in twitter and i think that all these naysayers are just intelligence officials trying to sway the macro narrative and it's not gonna work it's not we're not gonna shut up all right so uh, just give me uh, 30 seconds on on middletown ohio we know that las vegas recently has something very viable everybody saw it something fell from the sky nobody's even arguing about that what happened in middletown uh there was this thing in the sky again um, it was like a series of lights going, I think, clockwise. And this thing was just, whoop, it was gone. Just like through the sky. Like wow. so many people like, oh, it's probably CGI, stuff like that. But I know, like I have friends who have millions of followers who professionally debunk stuff like this. And they are all like, no, this this is, we can't, like this is a thing. Like this is a real thing. And right. they, they debunk like 90% of the stuff. And, um, and when they attack you for coming on here, they attack me for having you or whatever, they never say, here's why I know it's not true. They just want yeah. to shut it down. Yeah, exactly. Because they're all either government control bots or they're real people who exactly. are paid by the government to make us not believe in aliens and make everyone point fingers and think that we're crazy, but we, we're not. Well, we are a little crazy, but, but not crazy well, that way. It is uh, Smythe. Go to Smythe.com. Read everything on Daily Caller. See you on Newsmax. Got to go, Kay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joe. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. on as always. Let's do some pop culture. Up. Dirty pop. Hi, Polo. What's happening? So you see the lineup change that they're doing at Fox News? No, what happened? So they're going to move Laura Ingram to 7 o'clock. Okay. They're going to put uh, Jesse Waters in Tucker Carlson's spot. Okay. And at 9 o'clock, Sean Hannity's going to stay there. And then uh, Greg Gutfeld are going to put at 10 o'clock. Yeah, they're moving him earlier. That's interesting. He's beating everybody late night. That's very odd. Okay, Polo, thanks. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.